All right. Hi. I'm Jack. Uh, this is the Jacked In Podcast, the first episode. So, I was not really sure what I was going to do for this. However, I think with the increased interest in what is happening in Australia during this COVID stuff, I thought it only uh, necessary that I do a, I guess, informational podcast about what has been happening in Australia and try and give a, I guess, a libertarian perspective or, you know, slightly anarchist perspective, I guess you could say, about what's been happening and sort of break it down for everyone. Uh, primarily Melbourne, because that's where I'm from. So this, you know, the first 10 minutes or so is going to be pretty boring. It's going to run down the the timeline from January 19th last year to today with the, uh, the very feisty protests that happened in Melbourne and Sydney. Um, so let's just start January 19th. This was about four days after China had first detected the outbreak. Uh, a Chinese man in his 50s who had contracted the virus in Wuhan. Um, the, he, he came over here on a, on, a, on a plane and the media instantly, instantly labelled it, and I quote here, mysterious and deadly. Now, that's very interesting that the first reported case of this virus in Australia was referred to as uh, deadly. So, take that for whatever you want. Uh, January 20th, 2020, the Chinese Communist Party chairman and coward dictator and purveyor of genocide, Xi Jinping, or as we'll uh, refer to him any time we talk about him, uh, Winnie the Pooh, let the virus leave Wuhan and infect the world. The human-to-human transmission was known by the Chinese Communist Party from the 14th to the 20th and then informed the world on the day of the 20th. Uh, That's actually from the Associated Press. So that is not me. That is not my opinion. That is actual fact. Uh, So in Australia, on February 2020, the Diamond Princess cruise liner owned by... Uh, some cruise ship company, it doesn't really matter. The Diamond Princess was the cruise liner. Uh, It had cases which were evacuated to Darwin as the cruise went on. That then went on to dock twice in Sydney, and we'll get back to that later. The health commissioner, uh, sorry, the health minister allowed Chinese students to return to Australia due to no community transmissions and 150 Australians were trapped in Wuhan at the time which shows the priorities that the Australian government has. Uh, They would rather get Chinese money than protected citizens and that's going to be a recurring theme. Uh, The 1st of March, WA WA Western Australia, for those who don't understand Australian shorthand and whatever, uh, the first guy in Australia to die. March 17th, Australia had 375 active cases. On the 20th of March, the borders closed to all but citizens, permanent residents, and close relatives. Uh, Earlier in the month, universities in Australia, including the University of Queensland, which has had ties to the Confucius Institute in China and has actually... They have excommunicated multiple students who have been advocating for 
the rights of Uyghurs in uh, Xinjiang in China, which is currently uh, where they're currently in uh, concentration camps, which China vehemently uh, disputes, which we're not going to get into that here. Uh, the University of Melbourne, Adelaide and Western Sydney were all encouraging Chinese international students to not only come during bans, but circumvent those travel bans uh, with the state governments actually giving these universities money, $7,500 to be exact, to circumvent these bans, to make it easier for them to financially afford it. Uh, these, these people were going to places like Saudi Arabia and Indonesia and the Philippines, I think, to stay there for two weeks before travelling to Australia just to circumvent the bans. Uh, on the 23rd of March, federal meeting results in the closure of the restrictions... Sorry, results in the closure and restrictions for pubs, clubs, gyms, cinemas, and places of worship, which is the biggest concern here. So they completely closed places of worship. Uh, that's from the BBC. Uh, the New South Wales Premier, Gladys Berejiklian allowed the unmonitored disembarking of passengers off the Ruby Princess, uh, which resulted in the first big spread here in Australia. 10% of all cases came from this, around 440 cases, as well as 5 of the 14 deaths. So, let's move to Melbourne. And this is going to be a big one, because there's a lot here. 16th of March, the Victorian government announces a state of emergency in order, in order to uh, flatten the curve, which we've all heard that one. Uh, this would be the first of many lies to come from the mouth of Daniel Andrews, who is the Victorian Premier. On the 23rd of March, Daniel Andrews makes the Wuhan flu Stasi squad of about 500 cops to basically just force compliance, to coerce compliance, if you would. Uh, on the 25th of March, curiously timed, uh, enacted Stage 2 restrictions, which closed all non-essential services. Why the government gets to determine what is and isn't an essential service is uh, a mystery to me and still hasn't been explained to this day. Uh, on the 28th of March, the police grant themselves the power to uh, basically on-the-spot fine businesses and individuals if they refuse to comply with these COVID restrictions. Uh, 30th of March, Stage 3 was enacted, which is four reasons to leave your house. Uh, government papers need to be produced at checkpoints and or at police request. Uh, you can only leave your house uh, to go no further than five kilometer radius. That's not travel distance. That's a circle around your house. Uh, so that that's one thing, which, yeah, that happened. Um, there were also restrictions on how many people were allowed at your home, as well as only two hours. <laughs> this is my favorite one is a government-mandated two-hour exercise uh, issued by none other than dear leader Daniel Andrews. Um, he also, on the 2nd of April, two days later, banned the sale of firearms and ammunition indefinitely, claiming that nobody needs to stockpile. Now, why would people want to buy guns? I, I wonder. Anyway, 12th of April, Daniel Andrews has his first failure and lie State of a state of emergency, and the unaccountable power that came with it is extended another four weeks. Uh, another four weeks of just two weeks to flatten the curve. Don't forget that one. 
Uh, on the 24th of April, the government signs a bill giving $25 billion, with a B, to cover the tens of thousands of businesses that the Daniel Andrews government was forcing out of business, uh, many of which ended up going out of business anyway. Therefore, that $25 billion was wasted for no reason. Um, on the 11th of May, so we're jumping you know, two weeks here, government restrictions get eased. Uh, groups of 10 were allowed outdoors, 5 in your house, 10 at weddings, 20 at funerals, uh, and the government gave its blessings for recreational activities to be resumed. Uh, state of emergency stayed in place, and these restrictions remained for months. On the 15th of May to the 27th of May, the Victorian government had this massive hotel quarantine failure, and this was a big one because this was the one that resulted in uh, 90% of all deaths in Australia. Uh, this one would account for, I think it was 18,000 deaths and 700, uh, sorry, sorry, 18,000 cases, 750 deaths. Now that doesn't seem like a lot, but in total we've had 30,000 cases, it might be around 35 now, and nine, uh, 820, sorry, eight, around 820 deaths, which is... You know, that's a significant amount to stay in one single state. So this... Every other state used the military. For some reason, the Victorian government opted for private security. Uh, they started having uh, sexual relations with the people in the hotels as well as some security staff asking the uh, people in quarantine out on dates, sure, uh, they would also let them leave at any time that they wanted, and this hotel was right in the middle of the CBD, or close enough to it. Uh, this sparked the biggest outbreak. On the 1st of June, this was three days after that, restrictions were eased. However, on the 21st of June, the outbreak became so bad so bad that the state of emergency was extended. Uh, but it's just another four weeks to flatten your rights. Oh, sorry, I mean flatten the curve. Um, <laughs> on the 24th of June, I'm just trying to be funny, 850 perso uh, military personnel requested to replace private security. However, the request was rescinded the following day, which is kind of curious. On the 30th of June... Removal of eased restrictions, reinstating stage 3. So this is the, the restrictions I mentioned before. Then you get stage 4 implemented four days later on the 4th of July. Uh, happy Freedom Day, everyone, I guess. Uh, yay. So stage 4, there were four reasons to leave your home, and that was it. It was shopping for essential goods and services. Work or study if you can't from home, seeking or giving care, and again, your two hours of government-mandated exercise. Uh, everything else was illegal, and all other businesses were closed, including construction, uh, basically slaughtered the state. Uh, from the 4th to the 10th, the Victorian Premier rejected federal assistance three times. Now, this will be important. The New South Wales and Victorian border also shut for the first time in a century, uh, which is quite significant. On August 5th, cases peaked at 725 a day. 
after ramping up over a couple months. Uh, on the 11th of August, the Premier denied being offered federal help. A complete and utter lie. Uh, on the 18th of August, 99% of cases were attributed to the hotel quarantine leaks. Stage 4 uh, restrictions were extended until October. On September 25th, Daniel Andrews admits that he fucked up, resulting in 18,000 cases and 750 deaths, and simply apologizes for his mistake. Keep in mind, he's still the leader right now. He's still in control. Uh, Not a single person, also, not a single person knows who decided to hire the private security. Magically just don't know. So I found this thing on Channel 7, which has a list from uh, Chanel Vella, who I believe is a journalist for Channel 7, asked the Premier, the Emergency Management Commissioner, the former Chief Commissioner, current Chief Commissioner, Police Minister, Health Minister, Jobs Minister, Secretary of a bunch of stuff, the Chief Health Officer, and a bunch of other people, and nobody knows. Nobody knows who hired these people. Um, on the 11th of October, the state of emergency was extended yet again until the November, until November the 8th. October 19th, restrictions eased, uh, the two-hour limit of exercise was scrapped, ten people from only two households were allowed only outdoors, outdoor non-contact sports resumed, and home maintenance was allowed. Glory to the government, I guess. Thank you for giving us our rights back. Um, October 24th was the first time that Victoria had under 100 cases. October 27th, restrictions were eased. You would no longer require a reason to leave home. How generous. 10 people max at weddings, 20 at funerals, and uh, this was... What? When did the faith stuff get canned? Anyway, it's like six months since uh, six six months since religion was shut down, basically, and they'd finally allowed people to resume it. Which you know we've all seen the results of uh, governments banning worship, houses of worship. Um, didn't work very well. Didn't work here either. And then they upped the 5km radius to 25. Very generous. On November 3rd, there was a massive protest. Uh, 400 were arrested. And uh, that, was a, that was a specifically anti-lockdown protest. On the 8th of November... This is very dry. 8th of November, everything opened with heavy surveillance and police monitoring capacity limits on everything. 24th of November, no cases in Victoria. First time in eight months. Uh, One case on the December 30th resulted in three cases, which meant the government mandated masks and limited household visitors for New Year's. This annoyed people. Anyway, we moved to February 12th this year. February 12th. The whole month of January, nothing happened. So, Victoria pushed into another lockdown on the February the 12th. Bandit citizens 
from living, basically, but still allowed the Australian Open to go ahead. Kind of interesting. Daniel Andrews also cancelled the Melbourne Formula One the last month, the the month before in January. I think it was uh, late, late January, I believe the F1 was meant to be. February 15th, the lockdown was lifted. This marked the end of the first use of the new the new normal, which was a stage three snap lockdown. Basically, they just instantly put us into lockdown. Uh, there's nothing we could do about it, nothing we could say. Everything shuts down instantly. This creates massive, massive distrust in the government and gives people who not only own businesses but work in places like hospitality massive, massive, massive unease and insecurity about their job. Now, why would people want to work in retail, work in hospitality, if the government can just uh, snap their fingers and bam, no more job, no more earnings, nothing. It seems very interesting. So, anyway, between this, between February 15th and the May, May the 24th, nothing really happened. So, state of emergency was extended five times the ccp virus related issues were all due to the vaccines police powers were never pulled back and these powers included warrantless entry into citizens home among very many other tyrannical powers on the may the 24th government failures allowed a traveler i believe they were from india not only to enter the country while australians were trapped overseas abandoned by the government but to leave quarantine while positive with the uh, incredibly viral Delta strain, as they say. Uh, Three days later, on the 27th, the Victorian government returns the state to lockdown, calls it a seven-day circuit breaker. This is their new term. They keep changing the names. Restrictions ended up lasting five weeks, with two of them being under these prison-like lockdowns. 2nd of June, uh, some easing by our most generous dear leader, increasing the radius from 5 to 10, very generous, while also mandating QR code scanning. And I can tell you for a fact, most people don't. Most people do not scan these things, especially because they put the app onto your phone without actually telling you. That's one thing that I noticed. Uh, After I noticed that, I never scanned another one again. Uh, On the 10th of June, the lockdown ends. 25-kilometer travel limit, no home visitors, and mask mandates in and outdoors. July 6th, Daniel Andrews killed the Grand Prix for good and the MotoGP in Phillip Island. These were two massive money makers in Victoria. And honestly, after making a $25 billion spending bill and totaling over $30 billion spent in the last 18 months to control this shit, uh, we probably needed that. Especially the Formula One. The amount of money that the Formula One brings in for Melbourne is insane. And I guarantee they're going to look for other cities. On the 14th, Daniel Andrews re-implements mask mandates. On the 15th, he puts us into another snap lockdown. Over 11 cases. This was the third lockdown in 2021. We still have no deaths in 2021. Uh, Daniel Andrews lied yet again and extended it a further seven days. Today, today was interesting. Today was the Worldwide Freedom 
rally and it got feisty. It got very feisty. Uh, so, I just ran you through basically the quick version of the 18 months of lockdown that we've experienced in in Melbourne. Now, about 180 days of that have been under actual lockdown. The rest have been under restrictions, basically, except for that period between uh, February and May. So, I am making this because people are people are questioning. People, I've spoken to some people who have been like, "Why? Why is this happening in Australia?" I thought Australia was a free country. I thought Australia was a, a functioning social democracy. I thought everything was good in Australia. Um, no, it isn't. There's a real problem in this country that some have called a tall poppy syndrome. So think of it like the crabs in the bucket analogy. That's basically Australia. People don't really like people sticking out. Everyone kind of just wants to have everyone blend in and move on with their day. I find a lot of people have the sentiment of if I have a roof over my head, food in my stomach and mouth... uh, (laughs) food in my stomach and money in my wallet then I don't care and this is fine provided that we're not going through exactly what we're going through at the moment which is I guess overbearing government is probably the easiest way to to label it and there's a massive issue and you can have a look at this yourself if you go into Twitter and you type in the hashtag I stand with Dan. Now, let's just do this. So I stand with Dan. This hashtag is the best, <laughs> the best way to look at the sentiment from Victorians, especially the ones on Twitter. Not then. I must make this caveat. These people, these people on Twitter, these I stand with Dan people. They are the uh, they are disconnected. I guarantee these people are either unaffected by the lockdowns, don't know anyone affected by the lockdowns, or don't talk to anyone outside of Twitter. This becomes a problem because they disregard it, and on top of that, they seem to blindly trust the government in everything that they say, and this is a problem. Um, yeah, so here's, here's a good one here, this is very recent, it says, I feel sorry for all my New South Wales people, your government is letting you down, I'm really hoping you get on top of this, at the same time, I'm thankful, thankful we have Daniel Andrews and team, a real leader with concern for safety of his citizens first and foremost. Now... It's really interesting that they say this because it really doesn't seem like he cares all that much. And tell me, if you were getting paid half a million dollars a year and you never lost a single dollar over lockdown, would you care? I don't think you would. I really don't think you would. If you're getting paid half a million dollars, why would you? 
You just give yourself a raise. That's exactly what he did. Two raises, in fact. He gave himself two raises over this whole time. Two. And this is very interesting. Because he's put thousands of businesses out of business. I've seen videos recently. People walking the streets of the CBD in Melbourne. With two out of three every third shop so around that with out of business signs for lease for lease i know plenty of people who are sole traders who don't qualify for government help i think i saw i saw i don't think i saw i saw a statistic the other day that said only 14% of all businesses in victoria actually qualify for the government assistance that they're giving out. So what about the other 86%? It really... It really doesn't seem like they care all that much. It really doesn't. And then they keep being like, oh, but... But zero COVID cases. And... I don't know if they've been watching the world. But zero is unobtainable. If zero is the target, you might as well lock us in our house the whole time at all times and put surveillance cameras in our house to make sure we're not going anywhere because zero is unobtainable you can't live your life you can't have a functioning community you can't you can't have a functioning country if your aim is zero we have to live with this we just we have to live with it and these people in the victorian government seem to have this idea that we can somehow eliminate it with lockdowns but it's just not viable I saw a statistic posted by, I think it was a podcast host, that said that there have been 270 suicides this year and no COVID deaths in Victoria. Three, if you include the ones in New South Wales that died recently. So, if they really cared about our health, why do they keep us locked down? It really doesn't make any sense. You know, they say, keep yourself healthy, go for a walk, but a walk is not enough. If you're like me, I changed my entire life over the last 18 months. And even through all the lockdowns, I was using weights and working out and exercising. But I was lucky. I was very lucky. I was lucky that I was able to find weights. Had I not found weights, I'd still be a fat fuck. Although I still am less of a fat fuck though. So... You know, it's, it's just one of these things that if, if they really cared, if they really, really, really cared, you would think that they'd listen, but they don't. So what's, what's the deal here? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so, enough about this fucking guy. I'm sick of talking about him. Um... The Australian people, why is this happening? Why have we allowed it to go on? Well, it's kind of hard to say. Um, it's really hard to say, actually. The Australian people are very weird. Not in, like, a weird, socially weird. Like, if you would close the bottle shops... Oh, by the way, that's that was one of the essential services. Fucking bottle eyes. Can't go in without your grog. Um, so yeah. I think 
see this is this is where Australians are weird. If they had closed the bottle shops and the pubs and the pokies, I think people would have lost their shit. But they left the bottle shops open. They closed the pubs, they closed the pokies, but they left the bottle eyes open. And I think that is one of the main reasons that most people hadn't lost their fucking mind and why it's taken this long for people to actually stand up and do something. There was, in the last lockdown, in the fourth lockdown, because we're on five, they... (laughs) They... uh, After the two weeks, they locked down... They kept locked down gyms and a couple of other services like that. They opened up restaurants. In fact, the Friday, the day that they opened, I went out for dinner in a restaurant without a mask. No issues. None at all. But I can't go to the gym. Well, that doesn't make sense. And I guess the fitness industry didn't think it made sense either. So they... They had something to say. They had a whinge. They had a big goal about it. They're like, oh, fucking my business, right? And good on them. Good on them for speaking up. But it wasn't enough. It really wasn't. And they... People... So, I'm not going to say... I should say the name, but I'm not going to. But there's a fairly notable person in the fitness industry. They they run the Arnold Classic in Melbourne every every time it comes. If you know what I'm talking about, you'll probably be able to figure out who. So, this guy had a decently large Instagram following. Posted a video. Posted a video talking about how shit it is that restaurants can open up, but gyms can't. You know? Oh, money, right? Oh, can't make money if the gyms are closed. Well, it's more than that. You know, the gym, for the people that go to the gym, the gym is a part of their life. It's a part of their cycle. It's a part of their... Their everyday routine, and without it, it really you really do feel lost, honestly. So this guy makes this video talking about how, oh, it's so shit, it's so unfair. Gym goers are really hygienic, and if we know that it requires extra effort to be able to keep everything open, they'll do it. And honestly, they would. They really, really would. People who go to the gym, they want to go to the gym. So they'll do whatever they need to do to keep the gyms open. And then he sign he goes and promotes signing a fucking petition. Like a petition does something. Like a petition has ever done anything. And it just hasn't. It never has. It never will. Petitions are shit. But this this idea of a social democracy in Australia is so ingrained that they think everything must be voted on they're fucking you over they're literally the government is literally screwing you over and fucking your business and screwing the entire industry the least you can do is open your doors the least but no sign a petition we can't we can't disobey sign a petition and then I see him the next fucking day I get heated about this. I see him the next day on Facebook. Oh, sorry, on Instagram. He posted another story. 
literally filming like one of those sidewalk Karens watching people walk into the shops and not signing the QR codes. And he's literally acting like a Karen, being like, scan the codes, scan the codes, scan them, scan them every time you go, every place that you go, scan them, scan them. And I'm just sitting here like, I swear this guy's controlled opposition, I swear to God, because it it makes sense. He's providing an avenue for people to get their anger out, but he's also advocating for government policies. He has to be controlled opposition, surely, or he's just an idiot, and I don't know which, but that's another story. So I think, I don't, I genuinely do not know what it's going to take for Australians to actually stand up for themselves, but it's going to take a lot. And I keep saying, I keep saying this to people, I'm like, the government's authority lasts as long as our patience does. And if our patience is endless, their power is endless. (coughs) But this is a thing. This is a foreign concept in Australia. We don't have this concept of of liberty. We're not... We aren't a country that was formed on classically liberal values. We are, in all essence, a prison slave colony of the British Empire. We don't have the same drive. And we should, as America. We just don't. And I don't know whether it's because generations upon generations have been socially engineered to be complicit and compliant, or whether since 1996, when the government forced everyone to give up their guns, that we've just become soft. I don't know. I swear... Australians had a reputation of being these real, real hard people, like, nice, but tough. And it's not the case anymore, I swear. I swear. Because people who are tough don't get ordered around. But all I see, all I see is people just being like, oh, it's for your own good. Just, just, it's, it's just another week. It's just another week to flatten the curve. Oh, just get your vaccine. And I say fucking... Oh. I saw on... Uh, there's a radio station in in uh, Sydney with uh, Kyle... Kyle Sanderlands and Jackie O. And they made a video parodying Ice Ice Baby with these words. And I quote, Get... Vaxxed baby. One of those, you know, like the the cringe-ass vaccine propaganda videos. Yeah, one of those. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But the I think the, the one thing, I, I don't know where it comes from. I really don't. But I've seen, as of late, this... 
I'm a Fox News header, you listen to Fox News argument, right? This argument has come up recently in Australia and it's like, everything, you can't talk about politics without someone bringing up fucking Rupert Murdoch. Or Murdoch, Lachlan Murdoch, whoever the hell is in charge at the moment. Like, people, it, it's almost like they're projecting. It, it literally is like they're projecting. It's like they only listen to a single source of media and then project onto other people that they only listen to a single source of media. And it's super weird. It's so weird. It's so, so, so weird. So weird. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's like... Mm, I don't know. I really don't know. But this this idea is that the LNP, which is the Liberal National Party, which, for those who aren't initiated, is the Conservative Party of Australia. Um, conservative in, in quotes. Because they're not conservative. They're really not. Um, the This idea that the Conservative Party is somehow this nefarious, all-powerful, convincing beast. And it's just not the case. They're weak. They are so weak. They really are. And people don't realise it. And it's like, if they're so bad, just get your state to take initiative and control your own actions. How hard is it? If the federal government has failed, consider them rogue. Fuck them. The federal government is nothing. Nothing. I just don't get it. I really, really, really don't get it. But, this this sentiment, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I really don't know. It's it's interesting. It really is. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It really is interesting. Completely lost my train of thought. Uh, I'm gonna pause it and come back. Try and gather my thoughts. Okay, I'm back. I think I have gathered my thoughts. Um. So. Lockdowns have been a very they've been a very widely supported thing in Australia, which is very odd. But it's it's like so Melbourne, as I explained earlier, Melbourne has gone through five lockdowns. We're currently in our fifth. Daniel Andrews has extended it over the five days another two weeks. So as of the twenty seventh, I believe, is when the next lockdown is due to end. Provided that he hasn't lied again and isn't going to extend it. So, this idea that someone would advocate for, I guess, not having lockdowns is such a foreign concept to most people. Everyone, even people I've spoken to in person, they will always say, oh, but the lockdowns, they're probably for our better. They're probably for our good. We should probably lock down. Just, just so, just in case. Just in case, just in case that 
the uh, just in, just in case we spread it too far and we can't stop. But it's like you don't need government mandates, and I've been trying to I've been trying to talk to people and trying to figure out why people are like this, and I I think I think I got it. People can't self-govern. They crave direction. They crave it. They crave it with all their all their heart. And there are a few. I will, uh, there's a few. There, there's a few people. When I say a few, there's like a reasonably large amount. Not the majority. Not even a minority. Like, a, not even a minority. Um, like less than I reckon probably three percent of the population who will defy lockdowns. Like there was a there was a business in Echuca, a pub in Echuca who was like, nah, nah, screw this. Come have a come have a pot and palmer, boys. So people have been actually traveling, defying lockdowns, traveling to Echuca from Melbourne to go and give this guy money. The other day, the cops storm in there. Fifteen cops storm into his building, shut it down. Finds him twenty-two thousand dollars just for disobeying. He's gonna fight it in court, and he's like, "Nah." I'm just going to fight it in court. I've done nothing wrong. You know? And I don't blame him. He was 200 more kilometers from the closest case. And people in Ochuka are locked down. Why? It, it makes no sense. But people have this, this fundamental... It's, it's almost cognitive dissonance. Like, they, they, want, they don't want to be locked down... But they also hold this idea of government being the ultimate right. That government can do no wrong. And whenever you criticise it, whenever you say, no, the lockdowns are dumb. No, Daniel Andrews is at fault for all of Victoria's woes, for the 18,000. Which he's actually admitted was his fault, by the way. Um, they seem to always go back to blaming Scott Morrison, the federal government, for not rolling out vaccines. Like, vaccines are going to make lockdowns go away. Like, it... it, it <laughs> um, yeah, like, they... They think the vaccines are going to make the lockdowns go away. And I'm just like, Israel, the UK... America even. Vaccinated. Still getting cases. It's not going to change anything. But people don't... It's like they don't... They have no introspection. It's like they're actual NPCs. That's the best description I can give you. They will... To their dying breath... Defend the government. They will not... And it's fear. When it boils down to it, it is fear. Fear is why people in Australia do not disobey. People do not want to risk arrest. They don't want to risk fines. They don't want to risk themselves for the greater good. But when the government has ultimate control over you, the greater good is literally anything, doing anything. 
going five kilometers from your house is the greater good because you are defying what the government says. Having people over. I went to the dog park the other day and nobody was wearing a mask. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is fantastic. Great. More of this. But more than just personal level. But this is the other thing. I think that this could be dealt with similar ways, just not enforced by the government. It, it's, it wouldn't be that hard to go from government edicts to self-governance but doing the same thing. If someone wants to wear a mask, wear a fucking mask. You want to get a vaccine, get your vaccine. I don't care. Does not affect me. Me personally, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it because I don't think that a vaccine that is meant to be for our good should be manufactured and sold by a company with such a shady-ass record as Pfizer. No, thank you. I will be getting it when the government is able to make their own because then they have to tell us what's in it. That's it. That's me. And even then... I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But you want to get it, you get it. I don't care. Me, personally, I'm not going to get it. But it's like... It's like this... And it, it is the media. It, it is the media. They literally control every single narrative in this country. Every single one. Not a single narrative that is being spoken. Not even the right one or the wrong one. Or whatever you think is the right one and the wrong one. All of it has been calculated by the media. And it's appalling. If it's not this side, it's this side. It's the same tribal shit that's happening in America. And it's politicized again. People have been asking to get rid of the politicians. Not from office, but from reading COVID data. <coughs> from doing the the daily announcements why why are we hearing these announcements from the politicians it doesn't it doesn't make any sense it really really doesn't so yeah i don't know um i don't know whether that's given any information or not i think it's mostly just my conjecture and uh my own opinion uh, apart from the first 20 minutes, but it is a very concerning issue. It, it really is. So, I don't know. Do I have hope for Australia? Not really. Not at all, actually. Um, yeah, I don't think... I don't think this country is going to get bet any better anytime soon. Uh, I don't think... If we... Because there, there's been talks about making Australia a republic, right? There isn't a single politician in this country that wouldn't fuck that up. None of them are qualified. And the problem... <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say what the problem is because I don't know what the goddamn problem is. They're career politicians. What do you expect the problem is? Of course they're going to be idiots. 
The closest thing we've got to a populist is Pauline Hanson, and she's a fucking moron. She's an absolute moron. She's an idiot. Oh, and then you've got the opposition. The opposition. Anthony Albanese is advocating for dedicated hotel, not hotel, dedicated quarantine facilities, medical prisons for people who have done nothing wrong. That, to me, is one of the most absurd things a government has ever come up with. And people want it. People advocate for it. They're like, build the quarantine facilities. Build them. Build them now. We need them. We need the borders open. Just open the fucking borders. Oh, they don't understand. They keep blaming everyone else except those exactly who to blame. So, it's just... I don't know if you can tell, but it frustrates the shit out of me. It really does. It frustrates me so much. Because people just... They, thinking and working for themselves and self-governance in this country is just the, the most foreign concept. People will submit to actual communism before they submit to self-governance. That's how bad it is here. It's... <laughs> Um, I don't think I have much more to say. I'm just going to be repeating myself, which I'm pretty sure I've been repeating myself for the last five to ten minutes. Uh, but I think 50 minutes is, is pretty good for my first one. So, please, if you've come this far, uh, tell me what you think. All feedback is wanted. Whether it's on Twitter, which my link is in my about section in my Substack, or you can catch me on Instagram at the sub the same uh, handle uh, eh, I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know um, what do you want to hear about let me know I don't know I don't know how many people are going to listen to this might get three people listening to it let me know share it if you think it's good even if it's not share it I want people to tell me I'm shit I want people to tell me where I can improve that's what I want so please Tell me. Anyway, I'm Jack, and this has been the Jacked In Podcast. Not that this has been very jacked in, um, but we'll see what happens. First one. So, yeah, I don't know why I'm giving my thumbs up. You can't see me. Do you want video? Audio? What do you want? Let me know. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, thanks for... Uh, Letting me waste 51 minutes of your time. Thank you. Bye.